It took me seven years, eight years to make a hundred grand. What goes on in your head that says I'm credible enough? It's not about me feeling credible about my life. Social media doesn't give you, it doesn't give you the full behind the scenes of what it takes. It gives you the end game, but that's a carrot. You coming with the most. What I'm trying to do at my age and this level of my business, I'm trying to get the information from the people that have it to the people that need it. What you see now is not how it's always been. I did open houses every weekend for two years. The only way that I can become better is I got to get on the track and run with all these guys. And even if I get smoked, I'm on the track. Oftentimes we think that what we're going through or what we're experiencing is an isolated case. I have to figure this out. We're all human beings. We don't want to be judged. I know you're telling me to do this, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to. I think respectfully, the younger you are, the more you care about it. The older you are, your, your circle becomes small. You find out more of who you are and your purpose and you know your people. And your net worth does not equal your self-worth. Welcome to the Power Unit Success Cast, the show where we push the limits to unlock our greatness. Each week, we dive into the world of real estate, business, and entrepreneurship to bring you stimulating talks, insights from movers and shakers, and the mindset to do more so we can become more. Let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Unit Success Cast. And I am your host, Chasen J. Miles, but I know you're not here to listen to me. Because today I have, gosh, I have a superstar in the building. And this man, yeah, he's a superstar on social media. You've seen him. You've seen him on TikTok. You've seen him on Instagram, all over the place. His stuff is legit. But he's a superstar to me because he has been extremely instrumental in the growth of my career over the years. Like literally since I first started. Um, you know how they say that everybody has a coach, everybody has a mentor, and there are these people that we look up to, right? But those people are also coached by people. And y'all are going to meet in just a second one of my biggest mentors, biggest coaches. I don't even know if he thinks that I've thought of him like that, but it's true. Mr. Dallas Mortgage News himself, Brian McCauley. What's Thanks, up, sir. Brian? Appreciate you having me. And you forgot to mention, outside of all that stuff, we are friends first. Yes. That's how we got to get this connection and get it going. A decade ago, we met as friends. We've been friends since. We've been helping each other from the jump. So uh, excited to be here. Love this setup, man. Uh, it's an excellent look, and I'm excited to chop it up with you. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'll definitely let you do an intro to who you are, but yeah. I want to just jump right into this because we've been – on this show and also through some of my content talking about like referral partners and mm -hmm. I've been really drilling down like, no, you need a relationship with them. You got to grow that relationship, basically trying to explain what we have. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is someone who I have referred my mortgage deals to for years, including my own. Right. And, and there's no other name that comes to mind most of the time outside of you. Thanks. But I don't know how we got here. I don't know what was part of a plan or what was calculated. I don't know necessarily how the referral partner relationship grew, but I'm mm -hmm. sure I'm not the only one with you. And so I kind of know now what I do for people, but what's your whole game plan behind referral partners and how you grow those true yeah. referral partner 
relationships and stuff? It's a good question. Uh, 18 years in the business, I'm still figuring it out. You know, the most uh, successful business partners that I have, there is a there is a concept and there is a touch of a real friendship in there. You can't work that much with somebody that long here and there and not like them and connect with them. Um, it's just, it's impossible not to. And so, you know, you and I met a decade ago. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. Shout out to Sean Mathis. He introduced me and you. You may you m- m- remember Sean. He made the but connection. We're not, we not going to shout him out no more. Ah, he okay. Just, Frauded and scammed me. Did he really? Yep. Then let's recut that. Yep. Yep. Let's right. recut that. So okay. I'm going to go back and we'll, we'll, we'll recut yep. that and I'll just say it, a mutual person. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, yep. two, one. So you and I met through uh, just like a mutual friend and a guy back in the day that actually made the connection for uh, me and you. And how things happened is, you know, we didn't know each other. Um, we met, but I was connected to you from the jump because of your per- personality. And so we exchanged numbers. We ended up going to Mi Casina. We ended up, right? You remember? It <laughs> yeah, was Mi yeah. Casina and West v- Village, and it was both, um, you were early to Texas. It was early in our careers. And at the time, I was just looking really to just, you know, connect with people that I thought I could like, that, you know, um, had similar interests in life, that were really at the time, too, about, like, working hard and seeing how we can help each other. And so we felt that stickiness from the beginning and so I think when people are getting referral partners, and that's a wide term, whether it be a realtor and lender, whether it be an attorney, whether it be an insurance partner, whatever it is, you know, for the relationship to be solid, you have to like the person, trust the person, know the person, and you have to be able to see yourself hanging out with them and talking about things outside of just the transaction. And that's where it gets real because the relationship piece is the glue that keeps you together. Um, and so that way, you know, you, you build harder, you work harder. Um, you're more organic, you know, when you have tough times, whether it's on your side or my side or whatever, you can ask for grace. Uh, that relationship gives you the ability to fall down every now and then get back up. But the most important part about having a relationship with somebody being a friend is that you enjoy the journey much better. Mm. The journey is much better when somebody's riding with you and you're doing it together and it's organic and stuff here and there. And so, you know, my search has narrowed over the years. I think when you're young, and you're not coached, um, you'll just take whatever. And I think that's part of the elementary phase of trying to be an entrepreneur of like, you're going to every network event, you're meeting all these people, you're getting cards, you're having drinks and you're hanging out. But over time, you realize that, you know, wide isn't always best and more isn't always best. Better is more. And the better part comes down to the better partnerships. But a key, key component to that partnership is make sure that you have a real relationship um, and that you're friends with that person because, again, that's where things root and you can talk about life and you can get real outside of just the transaction or the client and partner. But that's the that's the direction I've been going um, because, obviously, I want to drill down and be real with people when it comes to our life. But at the, at the same time, just like you, I want people that are on the same level with the same vision because if, you know, you got two people, they can still be friends, but if they're trying to grind – you know, one can't be at practice 30 minutes early and the other one be at practice 30 minutes late. It ain't going to link up. So I think that's also a part of the friendship piece is like how you see life and understanding the person and y'all are a good fit for each other. So. So true. Yeah. yeah. I, I said last week about how I like working with people who fit my vibe mm-hmm. and I get like you literally just defined it and, and explained it. That's what I what I mean, because what's been so cool about us is there are things that you are so great at that you teach me, that you coach me on, and then vice versa, yep. you know? 
Like you share with me things that you want to do and, and I could be very knowledgeable about it. And we help each other out, you mm -hmm. know, like it's truly more than a transaction. And that's good because you get to grow together and actually have someone to grow with mm -hmm. and bounce ideas. And I feel like everybody needs that. You know? And that's what makes partnerships good. I mean, you can't have two quarterbacks. You got to have a quarterback and a receiver. You got to have a running back. You got to have a blocker. I mean, everybody has to know collectively. Like we're not an uh, we're not on an actual team together, but we are teammates and partners in this game. So that's a big component of it as well. And then I think you know, to your point, talking about like things you know, things I know. I mean, these are just great ways to you know infuse the other person and give them the game saying hey chase then gave me three tips on this i give you three tips on that and that's what it's about and when you become friends um you feel obligations to pay it forward and hook your person up and go back and forth and i think that's how you kind of like multiply your success and their success faster but if you don't have that friendship and you're not leaning in you're you're not that close it's it's harder um to get there and it's harder to share that because it's not organic so true so true so let me ask you this because Brian, a lot of people look at you and, and see what they see now, mm -hmm. and their first thought can be, this guy's an overnight success, right? Because you, you, you literally blew up on social out of, well, a lot of us did. You right. know, TikTok, we blew up. Most people, they don't know that we've been in this business for a while, sure. that, that we've gone through some stuff. How about... Take us through your career mm -hmm. a little bit and, yeah. and sprinkle in, you know, who you are. But totally. I want people to know that this stuff is not an overnight success. I've never and, met one. Right. I've never met one. There are some. I've never met them, but they are the exception to the standard. The standard is like you just kind of go old school with the work ethic and put it in and get it all going. I think the gift and the curse to social is the appearance. It's the appearance mm. of social media doesn't give you – it doesn't give you the full behind the scenes of what it takes. It gives you the end game and that's okay, but that's a carrot. Uh, really the joy is in the dirt. And to, to your point, like for those that don't know, I've been in the mortgage business for 18 years and it's all I've ever done. So I'm from Dallas, Dallas mortgage man on all handles. You guys can go check me out. So from Dallas, went to school at Texas tech, finished Texas tech, December, 2004, as soon as I finished school, I moved back home. My folks were like, hey, you're not going to go out and party and just waste time. You got to go get a job. So literally the first thing I interviewed for is I went to a company and they're like, hey, we have an inside sales job at a mortgage co co company. Um, it's gonna, I'm like, I have no idea what a mortgage is. No, I was a finance major. I like numbers. I like pe people. Um, and so literally they were like, hey, you know, if you, you do it, it pays you $500 every single Friday. And you get 10% of the commissions. And I'm like, I'm in. Cha-ching. Right. Because at 23, <laughs> I just turned 23 a week before I started. To somebody that was living in college with 50 bucks, $500 every Friday night, all that meant was, dude, when I step out, I've got 500 bucks. I can do what I want. So I got it just to have the money to go and socialize. And that kind of money at that age, 500 bucks every week, because I'm living home with my parents. I got no rent yet, so I'm good. That's a lot of money. And every week you get recycled, you go out, you got beer money, hang out this, that, and the other, hit the mall, do whatever is fine. Then 10% commission, do a little deal here and there, get, get some extra. But it was a combination of that. Plus, I'm like, I don't want my parents on my back. So to make them happy until I figure out who I am, which, you know, I'm still figuring out who I am. But at 23, you for sure don't know who you are. Mm. So I'm like, it's 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 two birds with one stone, right? I, I've got some money to go out on the weekends with my friends and buy some stuff and buy some drinks and have fun here and there. Plus, my parents are happy. 
So, you know, I get in, um, and I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but I'll tell everybody this. On day three, it was a 30-day training in a boardroom. I hated it so much that I sat in my car on my lunch break, and I literally was this close to quitting and was like, this is terrible. I can't believe I'm in slacks up here with these people and blah, blah, blah. Like just because I'd just been in college two months before where I was like hanging out, you know, with my roommate and doing whatever I want to hear and there. And I just told myself, I was like, you can't do that. You're going to let yourself down. But also like, you know, your folks are going to be mad at you. So I stuck it out, got through that piece. But it was really more of just in the moment. It was a month by month thing. Um, and I just, you know, I did it, got paid, but then I started to meet some cool dudes, other 23, 25, 28 year old people that they became friends. And so it made work a little bit better because I was hanging with them and we had a happy hour here and there and, you know, did that for a few years, had some success. Obviously back in the day, you didn't know the subprime game. It was almost very similar to auto. Like there's no regulation. You can get a car pretty easy. You can get a house really easy back then. And so it was good till it was good and no one knew. And then of course, like everybody seen on TV, you know, the bottom fell out. It was a shock to everybody. I was young. I didn't know, but it was one of those things like we would log in, you know, go, go to work and log on computers and we we're getting emails. This bank's closed. This bank's closed. Mm. This bank's closed. I mean, it was like, ooh, and it yeah. got real. Um, and when it got real, I mean, it went, you know, quiet, quick. Um, and that was one of the better moments when I look back in my career is when it got quiet and it got quick. And I'll talk about that in a minute, how I was able to get through it. And then make something of myself probably like in 2010, 2011, which started the journey that I'm really on now, which was the, you know, super hard work, learn everything, outwork everybody, meet the right people path. Um, and we can unpack that more. But yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I was broke for a long time. Um, it took me a long time to get somewhere. I tell people, you know, not that this is something to, you know, talk about, but I mean, it took me seven years, eight years to make a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. um, I made like 43 grand, 54 grand, 75 grand, 85 grand. And the market crash went back down. I made 40 grand. I had three jobs at one time. There was a space where I was a licensed LO, no loans. I was working at a title company during the end of salary just to pay bills. And then with all these foreclosed homes, my boy started up a contracting company. And after work, we would go clean out the foreclosed homes. And when I mean clean out, I mean like rats, feces, all these things. And when these people foreclose on their houses, dog, yeah. they do not leave it in good shape. So mm. the bank pays you to be the cleanup man. And we went out there and did all that. And that happened for about three or four months. And I was finally working so much just that I'm like, uh -huh, I don't want to do this. And so I had to, I had to make that switch of like, am I going to make it through or is this going to beat me? And I'm going to reset and figure it out. And that was, that was a moment. Uh, but for those that are watching, like, you know, I've literally had my hands in toilets in the hard time, cleaning out feces, lifting couches, carrying out of the house, rats running across the feet. You know, these are things that people don't see. It builds character and it's a wonderful spot in the journey, but there's no overnight success. Um, just like athletes, the good ones, they look amazing on the field, but they're two a days, they're at practice early, they're watching film two or three times and they're huddling up with their other best buddies uh, to figure out how they can get better. But all you see is the performance on the field. You know, I am so glad that you shared that mm -hmm. because I've never heard that from you. I've I've never I've never heard that from you. Right. And not that I thought one way about you before, but I really think one way about you now. Yeah. Right? And 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 it all makes sense. But here's the cool part about that because a lot of what you were saying, I've been in those similar positions. Yeah. I've literally had a job been sitting in my car and was like, I don't want to go and work this no more. Luckily, you still went in 
I called on the phone and I quit. And they were like, what? Yeah, yeah I, I legit quit. I've been, and I've shared this, I've been in a position in my real estate business, you know, with no money, electricity off, things like that. And you've had situations too. And it's like, there's always that moment where it's like, do I keep going with this or do I do something else? Has it, yeah. has it taken over? Have I gotten pushed out of it? You know, like we're all faced with that opportunity, which there's some people who can be in that position right now, like mm -hmm. not knowing if they can make it out, not, not knowing what to do, but then you got to turn that switch on yeah. and, and make it happen differently. Another cool thing that I love that you, that you said, and I parallel this to me being on YouTube when you first got into the business, $500, like that's, that, that's what it was. That's you were, you were cool with that. You were knocking that out. You were sure. getting that $500. There wasn't much expectancy for much more out of that 500 plus these commissions. Mm -hmm. You were, you were able to live your life with that. But then once you get exposed to what's really possible, right? It's like, okay, now with that being the case, do I work toward what I'm being exposed to or am I just content being at this same level? Yeah. I mean, I think that all depends on a couple things. You know, as a person, how big is your vision? You don't have to be the biggest and the baddest and the best. But what's great about being an entrepreneur, specifically in our space, is that there is no ceiling. It is a really cool feeling if you want to be that person. And if not, you don't have to, but you can still make a great, healthy living and take care of your family and put some money away and get it all done. So it's up to the person. But what I like most about our industry is very similar to the analogy of like getting in shape. If you want to go to the gym seven days a week and work out two hours a day and eat perfect, blah, 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 no one can stop you. You get all the results, but there's no, you're not really stuck. The only time you're stuck in our industry is really when you don't have a plan. You're not hanging around good people. Um, where I had some more breakthrough moments later in my career has gotten professionally coached and you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, and you know, otherwise, and I think you know that because you coach people, but you've been coached as well. And so mm -hmm. professional co co coaching, you know, it's a buzzword, but I will tell you real coaches and real people like that and mentors, they're worth their weight in gold. They'll change your life and they'll change the way that you look at things. You will never go back the other way. It's like, don't you think Nick Saban from Alabama, like he's, you know, he's changed people's lives from a football perspective here and there. And so that piece is important. I was content with that because you don't know. Um, but then once you know about it, what you want to think is most people that are driven at least to a certain point and say like, what's the plan? Who can help me get the plan to get there? And who can I get underneath and work with all the way for the journey piece to make it all happen? And so that's just things that people have to figure out. Who are they? Well, who do they want to be? And then who do I need to connect with to get there and learn the blueprint um, and make it all happen? And the last piece that people have to understand is like, it's just a long journey and there's a lot of hard work and it's okay to fail. It's okay to go backwards. I went backwards in 2022. Um, I went backwards 10,000 times in my life, you know, even during all that time, just to add meltdown so people can relate better. Like I got a car that was repoed. I watched it. Why well, watch them take it in front of my house? I had to call my mom and be like, hey, I'm 28. One more time. You love me? One more time just to reset it and get it all going. So for those people that are out there like that, you're not on an island. Um, it happens to everybody. Things are tough. But the most important thing, again, it's my little buzz line, but as I've gotten older and I've grown mentally stronger, tough times don't last, tough people do. And this builds character and it's good for people. Now, you don't want it to last forever because obviously you want to get out of the dirt. You want to make a move and you have those moments of like, what should I do? Should I stay? Should I go? What's the deal? And so 
anyone that's messing with that now, um, I will just tell you my number one secret is I believe fundamentally because I've done it firsthand that you can outwork the problem. Mm. It, it may not be easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's simple. What I mean by simple is here's a plan. You can do it. Now, some people don't want to get up and go to work at 530 and they want to shoot videos at 630 and make calls here and there. But what I'm telling everybody is you can. Um, if you don't have the blueprint and you don't have the right person to help you say this is how many calls to make, this is how many hands to shake, thank you cards, videos, or whatever, talk to Chase and talk to me. We'll give you free game. I, I get DMs a lot on IG now from LOs that are uh, been in the business for three, four, five years, and they got confused on the refi boom and the COVID boom and thought that what it was, and now it's all dried up here and there. They don't know what to do, and I share free stuff. But for everybody out there that's going through time, you know, tough times, the tough times are for everybody, and you're going to go through them. Even when you get through this one, there's going to be another one. It's not always better. Sometimes it's different, but you build the muscle to be able to get through it. But once you beat it and it doesn't beat you next time up, you will know you have it here and here. It's just a matter of, okay, what's the plan this time and who the person I'm going to link up with to get through it. Um, but all of it is beatable if you just have the right people around you, the right plan, and then the last thing is mindset. Um, and I think that mindset piece is like something that people can develop, but the the more you get around good people that have also been through the same stuff and will share the real and then show you the way out of it, the easier it is to deal with it. Right. I'm 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 so sorry to interrupt you right now, but I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Why? Right here on that line you said. What's that? You can outwork the problem. You can. You can outwork. If anybody it. did not receive that right. the way that I did, rewind and listen to it. And you can outwork the problem. But here's the problem that I know immediately pops into people's heads is I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I, I, I know you're telling me to do this, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to. What is your, I'm very curious about this. What is yeah. your, what do you do when you don't know how to do something? I reach out to people that are above me and ask them what to do. You ask them questions, right? That's it. Yep. That's it. Um, the outwork the problem, the real takeaway on that is control the controllables. Like, I'm not delusional, meaning, like, you know, respectfully, this isn't cancer, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to outwork it. Like, this is business, mm. and a lot of it is work. That's what it is. It's work. It's labor. It's biblical. That's what it is. It ain't always fun. You got to dig and make it all happen, but— you can outwork it and control the controllables. And you may not win big, but you can beat it. If you don't know what to do, see, this is where people in this age have it better. 10 years ago, there wasn't YouTube, IG, all these things, blah, blah, blah. We didn't know. We had to pick up an old school phone and I had to call somebody and maybe get on the line stuff here and there, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of game out there that's at a click of a button. And this is where I want people out there to understand, like, regardless of a digital world, um, things are good here and there. It's fine, but you can find a lot of this stuff online. But I promise you that if you're like, look, I'm down to work hard to get it all done. I just don't know what to do. You could find a mentor. You can find a person. You can go online. The stuff is out there. I always tell everybody like, hey, let's pretend like you and I were sitting here and somebody kicks open the door and it says you're on a game show. And the game show is called, you know, one, two, three, create the most leads, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to get on our shoulder and watch us for 24 hours. And the person that hustles the hardest, they give us a million cash. People would be up and at them, and you'd be just banging it out, getting it all done. And Figure I'm like, well, that activated your prey drive.
because the people busted through the door and dropped the money. The truth of the matter is everything in your behavior that you would have gone talk to, asked to, whatever, blah, blah, it's already out there. It's just a matter of what moved you to do it. So you don't have to be that psycho, but I want people to have the light bulb piece of like, maybe it is a game show. Maybe it's how many people can I get after and talk to and help and pay it forward and things like that. But what I'm trying to do at my age and this level of my business, I'm trying to get the information from the people that have it to the people that need it. And then the people that need it, what I'm saying to you is like, but you got to work. Mm. And that takes time and you got to be bought into the journey and the dirt and the hard times because you'll never be the best version of yourself if you don't go through some mud. I'm about to translate that. If you're saying you don't know how, you don't know what to do, it's an excuse at this point. Correct. It is. It's, it's purely an excuse at this point. There's a lot of things you don't know, but there's also a lot of things that you figure out. And when you want to know something and when you truly want to do something, you'll figure out what needs to be done to make it happen. Yeah. Like, but people, people pick and choose what they want to, you know, use as an excuse versus what they want to use to activate that primal survival. Yeah. You know, I'm about to do what it needs to be done and figure it out and make it happen. Right. That was so good. That was so good. I want to. I want to segue because you had talked about like where you are right now. Yeah. You're trying to pay it for it, give, give people knowledge. And I'm so glad you mentioned that um, because you do these events every year yeah. <laughs> that, that are, that are pretty big events um, with, with big names. And I always wondered like why you did those, you know, what was your benefit? I think I even asked you a couple of weeks ago, like, what are you getting out of this? Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're just, putting you're just giving the other people the knowledge right so this comes from the book called the giver's gain so mm. it's not what i'm getting out of it's what i'm giving to others so a lot of people have changed my life big people that are much smarter much wealthier and i don't mean wealthier in money area that that too but wealthier in knowledge and life and marriage and spirit and all these things here and there and i know that i wouldn't be in this place without them so the way that I give back sometimes is micro and macro. A micro is a conversation with you, a friend, this, that, that, and the other from the pay it forward standpoint. But the macro on these events, so the event that we're doing this year in Dallas, October 6th, successunleashed.com, we got Gary V, Bradley, Andy Elliott, Ryan Pineda, Jesse Itzler, five of the heaviest hitters in the game. And the reason I brought them to Dallas and I put them on the stage and I wanted to do all this, number one, it's for fun. I want to have fun with my career. I'm at a place right now where, you know, I'm going to look back and it's like, you know, am I going to be super happy that I, you know, closed 40 loans in one month and helped a bunch of families? Yes, sure. But I'm going to remember the fact that we did these events and we changed lives and got on stages and had this stuff fun here and there. But also the truth of the matter is I find this year extremely healthy to reset people's minds because it's made people come down and say like, dang, you know, things aren't this five year run we've had. It's not always like that. But when people get down, what happens is they get stuck. So I also thought right now was like, look, success unleashed this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring basically Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry. I'm going to put them all in a room and say, this is camp. And these are the Mount Rushmore's of the camp. And if you come to this event, there's no way you won't leave with 10 or 20 things that if, whether you're down, whether you're in the middle, or even if you're up, it's going to 10, 15, 20 X your mindsets, your income, um, but also the people in the room, there's 800 people. I'm like, if you don't meet five people that become your friends, that'll help you in business, feed each other, help each other's families, grow their business, take these tactics away. Like I have failed. 
Mm. Right. So this event doesn't make me any money. It's not a money maker. If anything, I take losses on it, but it's my mindset of the pay it for the givers gain deal. Yes. It will help me from a branding deal and I get to meet these guys and hang out and chill, but I'm looking forward to meeting them too. Like mm-hmm. I'm just as big of a fan of them as everybody else in the crowd. I just had the vision and the guts to actually try to make it happen. And now it's happening, but people need help. People need it right now. And so sometimes in good markets, um, people don't always get the best advice. What I'm doing is I'm bringing people in the room and saying, these people are tried and true. We all know that they would make up an all-star team. Get in this room to learn from them, but get in this room to find 800 chastens as well that you can break bread with, hang out, start new relationships, and start your life over because it's tough. But everything in that room you're going to get, whether it's people, processes, systems, or tactics, they're guaranteed that they are going to totally disrupt and change the way that you operate as a person and as an entrepreneur. You just got to get in the room um, to see what it's all about. Because I've been in those rooms and I've talked to those people and I'm telling you, the best thing I ever did for my career was get professionally coached. And this is the first step in that direction for anybody that's looking for that. I 100% agree. There is such power that happens when you're in the room at these events. Mm -hmm. Like if you just think about it, everybody there is there for the same reason why you're there. So you already have that common ground and it's really about like hey are you going to take this a step further and make those connections meet those people because everybody comes from different walks of life different businesses and and they've reached different heights yeah however they're in the same room as you and they're getting the same information how you receive it can be different from how you received it. Correct. But I can have a conversation with you and you can share a perspective with me that completely went over my head that I probably missed, right? And now it's like, dang, then I share something with you. Now we're collaborating and there's other people and now this little community is forming and we're taking this knowledge that these speakers said, because we oftentimes know speakers, they don't have all day to talk, right? So you got to get what you can get But then when you make those connections, you get to expand on that. You get to drill down deep and the answers are already there. But I do know there are people who show up to events. They sit in the back. They they they're silent. They don't talk to anybody. My whole thing is if I'm paying the money to go to an event, I want to make sure that I get everything that I came for. I say this. I do the most every single year. Get what you came for. Sure. Right. Get what you came for. And I'm so glad that you're that you're doing that because it even makes me think about so like I started doing the Do the Most conference. Yeah. And a big reason why I started that, yeah, I wanted to help the community, but I also wanted to get better with my speaking. Sure. Right. And it was kind of like, all right, well, if nobody's booking me or trying to get me on their stage, I'm gonna just build my own stage. Yep. What I didn't realize was happening was the people that my stage was attracting in the audience, yeah. but also the speakers who were agreeing to be on my stage. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being, again, my stage, I'm making connections with these people and they're helping me in other areas just from them wanting to share their message. Yeah, Like there's so much power at these events that you got to walk into it knowing that 
this is more than just coming listening to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, we don't, and I mean this respectfully, we don't want people there that are just listening and scanning the crowd. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to put together the what I feel probably outside of maybe PBD or a couple other people that are probably the top five in the game right now. So there's no excuses. People can't say it's not watered down. It's five of the all stars. It's at the Omni. It's in the biggest room. It's got a 50 foot LED screen behind it, stuff on the side. Everyone's decked out. There's private dinners after, there's VIP. The news is going to be there. It's one of the things to where I wanted to make it so good that people couldn't come that want to change their life for real. Mm. Meaning like if if I was on the flip side and I was a realtor or a lender or an entrepreneur or whatever looking for it and I was like, hey, there's an event with all these people and it's, you know, two ninety nine for general or whatever, 500 bucks for VIP. Dude, I would pay anything to get in that room because I know how much it's changed my life. But for everyone looking at like, if you don't believe that you can buy a ticket, get in that room, listen to five speakers for five hours, meet people, take notes, and get it all going, and you don't have a takeaway and ROI that you're not going to make that a hundred thousand fold, you're 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 not going to do well in b- b- business because you're essentially investing in yourself and what you you said like. There's so many notes. There's so many tactics, but you're going to go through journeys a year from now. You're not going to be the same as you are now. And so maybe you hear something from a speaker that doesn't pertain to you now, but it will later. And then you get a community and you go, it's like watching a movie twice or listening to an album twice. Like watch it at 18, watch it at 28. The takeaways aren't the same. Mm. Listen to a rap album at 18, 28. You're going to pick up lyrics that pertain to your life versus a single person, blah, blah, blah. So this is also a recyclable um event to where you can watch it and listen to it 50 times over 10 years and you'll meet 25 people here and there and as they grow and you grow and here it go you'll be able to go back and do all that stuff here and there but it is a blueprint and a formula for guaranteed success it's just a matter of we don't want people there just as like window shoppers saying hi there's too much value there's too many people that are hungry there's too many people that want to make it happen and want to make it and just say like i need some help and so that's what i'm saying y'all get in this room do it take it down there's just no way that it can't um I believe in it so much that I put it on and I fronted the money to get it all going to pay it forward. But also, I know what the one I did a year ago with Sir Hans, I learned like five things from there that I would have never learned in my life. I met six people in that room that I'm now business partners with that I would have never gotten in my life. So from the monetary standpoint, it's paid itself forward 50x. But what you're getting is you're getting these nuggets and this gold and like master Jedi moves that you would never get if you don't put yourself in a position to get in this room and then you start meeting people that are like-minded and you become friends, you get on the same path. And then, you know, you start becoming those people over a period of time. And that's what it's all about. You're so right. hundred percent. And I'll, I'll be sure to put the the link to tickets in the show notes and in the cool. description and everything. Um, as you were speaking, something kind of came to mind and this isn't specifically for the event, mm-hmm. but um, just business in general, right? Because, you have a big business now, but you also shared that, hey, you started out just yourself doing, make it $500 a week, yeah. right? What what goes on in your head that says, okay, I'm credible enough or I've reached this level to be able to put on an event or to be able to hire or expand my, my business? Cause, and the reason why I ask yeah. that because some some people are always asking – when is the right time? When should I do this? And I'm curious to know, like, yeah, you throw these big events with big people. What makes you credible to do that? Like, what what went through your mind yeah. to scale? 
So for, I mean, for, for me, I'm reaching, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching and I'm setting goals. So when you go through the cycle of being a business person, you go from a one person group to a two person group to a three person group to four to five to 10 to helping one family and closing 10 deals, blah, blah, blah. So these are all, you know, these are all like a little steps on a totem pole. Um, and then when you get to a certain spot, you really start to dream big. But what happens is you somewhere in your life, somewhere in my life, I cross paths with somebody that's talking about events and speaking and things like that. So from the credibility standpoint, um, it's not about, it's not about me feeling credible about my life that I, ha I have to be credible enough to put it on. I put it on because I wanted to put it on for everybody else. And I'm also growing and challenging myself to say like, Hey, these dudes are way above me. If I'm trying to elevate my, myself, even though I don't belong on the stage, I'm going to get on the stage and be on the stage. I'm going to push myself to get there because the only way that I can um, become better is I got to get on the track and run with all these guys. And even if I get smoked, I'm on the track and then I'll work out more and I get on the track better. And so, you know, it was also a thing with me about my industry to where like, I know that my industry needs, it needs new blood, it needs new oxygen, it needs new life. And so for me, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing the opportunity to take the mortgage industry to a different level. And I think events with great speakers with a lot of knowledge pouring, you know, paying it forward to the people in the audience is a level that it needs to adapt and it needs to do. But the problem is somebody has to step in, absorb all that, take the reins and quarterback it for the future. And not too many folks are doing it. So I also want to be somebody that hopefully breaks the status quo that will turn the corner in 24 months or so to say like, Hey, I'm not perfect. Right. But somebody has to step out there and play the game. And this just happens to be the game that I want to play at the level now, because it's just, you know, it's so impactful on people's lives. And I think people, you know, they need that. But if they're going to talk to a Gary V, they're going to feel too distant. Like Gary V's worth 300 million. And even though I like his stuff, I can't talk to him. They can still talk to Brian and Chasten. Mm -hmm. I'm still a player. I'm still on the field. So I still want to be close enough to them where it doesn't feel out of touch. But I want to start stretching and get it big enough where I can help other people on a wider range. Um, and that's just me pushing myself. And so, you know, these are just things that I dream up and then I put them on paper and I say, can I do this? How do I reverse engineer? What's the best way to make it impactful and help people blah, blah, and put it all in line? And sometimes you fumble, sometimes you don't. But at the same time, like that's part of it. That's part of it. Whether you're cold calling somebody, whether you're talking to a class client, whether you're trying to shake somebody's hand, whether you're trying to do a lunch and learn with three people, or whether you're trying to do an event with Gary Vee with a thousand people in a room, real people want growth. They want to grow themselves and they want to grow others. And that's what they're about. So this level of this event was another phase for me and my growth, because if one day my path is I can get on some stages and help people grow and get better like people say, I want to do it. But if I don't put myself in a spot to connect with others like you and get on the stage and play the game, I'm not going to grow my skills in the area that are dormant. And this is part of what I'm doing for myself too, to stretch that piece. So next time up, I won't be as shaky. I'll be a little bit better and I deliver and help others um, that are watching. What the hell, Brian, you, you, you coming with, you coming with the most. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to do, do the most, man. My thing is, you know, I, I like to use athletes um, and I like to use analogies. I, for some reason, have this like Tom Brady-ish spirit and mindset about our industry, which is like, I don't want to just win one Super Bowl. I want to win seven. I want to be the greatest. I want to get back to a ton of people. Like, I want to leave an impact on this industry that when it's all said and done and I'm gone here and there from the the mortgage space, it's like I'm hoping to be 
in a crowd and faces of people that fundamentally impacted and changed everything for everybody at a shifting point. And so things like this, I know, will move me to that spot. Times are changing. People need it. Older people are getting out. Newer people are coming up and everyone needs that stuff. So right now, um, that's my mindset. But also, I think as you get older and you do more in the business, you know, you lose your joy on some stuff and then you want something to reach for. And then you want something that, you know, reconstructs and recalibrates your purpose, right? And I think early in your business, it's about your money. As you get older, it's about other people's money. And so you focus on your pockets until you get your pockets right. And then you realize, ooh, helping other people get their pockets right is really where it's at. And that's a never-ending game. And it's kind of like the three stages, I think I've said this before, of, of when people get money. So stage one is survival. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Stage two is stuff. Like, hey, I'm buying a nice car. I'm getting a nice house. I'm getting all this. And then stage three is legacy, right? What am I going to leave to the family? And what am I going to leave to others from like the – you know, mentor type piece. And so I'm in between all of these here and there. Um, but it's just part of my personality. It's what I'm trying to do. And uh, we'll see what the future holds, man. Yeah. I, if I can share why that hit me so hard was because, you know, and I'm going to make this about listings, um, specifically luxury. So working with luxury clients, I came into the business. Of course, we all wanted to work with luxury clients. We want to sell million dollar homes, but subconsciously and physically, I felt like I was very far from that. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's out of my league, out of my reach. I ain't got no money. I need to, you know, wait it out. Right. But instead of waiting it out, what I started doing was I started doing open houses in luxury homes every single weekend. Like legit, I was doing an open house every single weekend. And luckily the brokerage that I was at had a lot of luxury listings. And so I was able to hold those homes open. Well, this wasn't necessarily a plan per se, because I was just trying to get business, but I became obsessed with doing it because it was actually teaching me. And I was seeing that, hey, I'm not so far out of reach. And these are just regular, normal people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they have more money. They made different decisions, but I can still have a conversation with them. No longer are they intimidating. So, of course, going down that journey, you learn different terms. You learn different ways of thinking and all of that. But I didn't realize that was what was preparing me to have a luxury client and not... I don't want to say not think anything of it and and minimize it, but like realize that, hey, I was putting way more pressure on myself than I needed to. So true. So then when you start mentoring other people and they're saying those same things that you were saying years ago, you could be like, no, no, that's not really the case. Do this, do that. Like you can, you can help people skip so many steps. Amen. Right. And, but It's important to know that what you see now is not how it's always been. There was that climb. Most people don't know. I did open houses every weekend for two years before I even started working with someone who could buy a luxury home. That's right. Nobody was giving me a shot. Correct. But I kept doing it, you know. And I think that's where people watching this, man, if you're in your second year, third year, fifth year, having a tough year, whatever, like, don't 
get in your head and like, you know, don't, don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. What I mean is like people, when they listen to, to themselves, they're quiet and subconsciously they're saying like things are bad, blah, blah, blah. No, talk to yourself, which is like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work through the listings. I'm going to work through uncomfortable pieces, blah, blah, blah. But this is also why you have to have friends in the business that are real. When you're struggling, you can lean and say, help me. I'm going to help you. This is why you want to get professionally coached because these people have stubbed their toe a hundred times. They've been there. They know the pain. They know the path that you're going to help you get through it faster. And this is how you'll mentally mature by going through all of the stuff. And then as you start to become good, people don't obsess over the bad days. It's a bad day. It's okay. No big deal. Like it happens here and there. When you start getting to a certain place, you just become obsessed with like stacking as many good days as you can back to back to back. But everyone watching this, like, it's okay if, if you're having a bad month or a bad year or a down streak and your credit card's high and you can't get stuff in there. It's it's all part of it. The truth is it's all part of it. Um, if you peel the curtain back on everybody, they would have all kinds of versions and years of this. I just think that uh, the winners continue to, like, stay in the fight and fight through it. Mm. Um, but if you try to fight it alone, it's tough. And that's why we talk about community and friendship and co coaching because we're not we're not made just to stand alone. You know, you can't fight it on your own. Sometimes you have to, but for the most part, like just think about life in ge general. You have a relationship that breaks up. People feel down. First thing you do is you call your homeboy or your homegirl and say, come over and consult me and blah, 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 and they help you and da, da, da. It's the same concept. Like you need to lean on them because this time is hard or whatever. It's the same thing on the business thing with the friendship, but business is a tough game. And so you need people there for you all the time. But in conjunction with that, like you got to do your part. Meaning, like, you got to stay in the gym and shoot free throws all by yourself. You got to figure out how I'm going to work a listing. You got to practice a script. You got to get an index card like it's 1985 and turn it over and says, the rates are too high. I don't want to buy a house. What are you going to say? Like, if you really want to be that, you will become obsessed with practice and things here and there. But he and I both, and even to, to this day, we stumble on plenty of things still because we're imperfect. We don't stumble as much, but we practice. We help each other. We're professionally coached. Like, you know, multiple days don't go by where we don't make some progress in some areas. Um, and I think that's something that people need to understand is like, just keep going. It's all part of it. But the faster you can accept that, start to change your mindset and your skill set and your habits and your friendship and your community, it'll get you there faster. You don't just have to be like, oh, this isn't it. It's not for me, blah, blah, blah. Don't think of pie in the sky either, but it's just like getting in shape. Like whoever's watching that, you can get in shape. You know, know what it takes, right? So take those steps with a workout plan and a business plan. But it's also better to have a gym buddy, because I know if I got to meet Chasen at the gym every day at six p.m., it's hard for me to drive by that gym because I gave my boy my, my my word that I'm gonna get there. One, it holds me accountable. Two, I got a workout partner to push me. But three, we can conversate and talk about it in a community piece. And the same thing is applicable to business. And I think people need to get that. So they understand that and understand like there are tough patches in a long journey, 18 years, and we could do a separate podcast on all the hiccups and you'd be like, for real, I'm like, for real, but it's okay because I have um, accepted it and it's part of it. So I don't try to stay away from it. I just learn from it and push through it faster. Yeah. And, and that even kind of highlights that quote, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and not just because of the physical work to do something but oftentimes we think that what we're going through or what we're experiencing is an isolated case like mm -hmm. oh nobody's been through this before i have to figure this out by myself and you're doing it the hard way Correct. where the smart way would be 
to be vulnerable and open up and ask someone and they can tell you right off the bat how you can fix it. And it doesn't even have to go as deep as you're going by doing it alone. Correct. You know? And this is why we're preaching friends and community yeah. and co coaches. Because when you think in your head, oh, I have to do, do this alone or I'm all alone. No, you're not. If you have two or three friends that are on the same grind or similar grind or something here and there, y'all will be bouncing each other ideas off each other all the time. And people may come to you for something way before you come to them. But this is where that interaction and that community and that friendship will help you stay rooted, not get in your own head. And then when, you, when you guys get to a place to where mentally or monetarily you can get in a coaching program that's tried and true and get superior people pouring down everybody here with that community, you're not going to get beat unless you choose just to not do it. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think it is that, like, causes that in our industry? Um, because, I mean, you think about working at a job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know how to do something, you're going to immediately say, hey, how do I make change for this hundred? Because mm -hmm. I don't know what button to push. Mm -hmm. But then when we get in this real estate and mortgage industry and stuff, where I guess there's so much competition, mm -hmm. everyone wants to make it like they got it all together. They know everything. You ask a realtor, hey, how's business? They're going to tell you, oh, my gosh, the business is booming. Because they don't even want to share that it's not going how they, you know, where do you think that comes from? Like, what's causing that? You know, we're all human beings. and We don't want to be judged. Um, Being judged. I, I hmm. think, you know, and people, people, I think respectfully, the younger you are, the more you care about it. The older you are, your your circle becomes small. You find out more of who you are and your purpose and you know your people and this, that and the other. And, and, and your, your net worth does not equal your self-worth. You don't have to be a pretender all the time. In fact, the best people that are probably the most successful have the most crappy stories and then the most mm -hmm. real about it. Um, but our industry is one that... Um, you know, people struggle to be honest and because they think it's going to reflect on them and people aren't going to use them or talk to them because of whatever, blah, blah, blah. I I, am, I just would say embrace the dirt. Um, maybe not publicly all the time, but just be honest about it when people talk about it. I, I like people to think, like, it's okay to struggle for a year or two or whatever. What you should be obsessed with is not people's opinions or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Be obsessed with your commitment to the game. That's the main thing that you should be obsessed with. Who cares what so-and-so thinks about it? Who cares about this? Don't pretend like this, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Be obsessed with the work. Be obsessed with the commitment. Be obsessed with putting in the reps. But I think our industry, two things, you ask specific questions, what causes that? Number one, the last five years in our industry have been a great run. It's been easier than it should have been, which is totally fine. Every financial sector has a bull market and a bear market. Stockbrokers have made great runs for two or three years. They didn't deserve realtors, lenders, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The downside is, you know, especially in Dallas, it's such a great city. It's booming so well and everything's been going. When you get such a good four or five year run, this is what people equate to the norm. So if you come in and it's rolling and that's what you think it is, that's the norm. So when it dips like this or it changes, it throws you off like what's the actual deal. So because the run was so good and it didn't require you to know how to fish so much because the fish were jumping in the boats, people now you got to learn how to fish and people not they're mentally frozen but they don't know how to bait a hook and actually fish and this is where you got to teach people skills um so that's part one part two in my opinion is covid suppressed the up-and-coming workforce so bad it has been a real damper to society meaning like working from home is good working hybrid's good you can save yourself some time in traffic and getting ready you could probably pick up hours here and there but the downside to the flip side of that is that uh, people you know, didn't have to get up and go to work. They've lost the face-to-face -face culture and connection. 
Uh, there was too much free stimulus money out there. And so people are, you know, getting extra money where they shouldn't have. And then on top of that, when the market's good and you don't have to work as hard for it, and now it's gone back to normal, it's like there's not as much free money. You have to work harder, twice as hard as you used to to get half of the money now. It's it's messing with people's heads because they were worth they were used to COVID work environments and a market that was better than it should have been. And when you put those two together and you've got somebody that's been in a business for five or six years, having to undo all of that and take it back to reality, it can be tough on folks. But people like myself don't mind it because it's like I tell everybody, it's like knowing karate. If you're a black belt, let's hope you never have to kick somebody's ass in the street. But there might be one or two times in life where somebody pulls your card. You got to protect your family. Aren't you so glad you knew how to make that move? When it comes to entrepreneurs that are for real and about it with a bunch of skills, for five years when rates are low, you might have to use those skills. But now that the market's down, people that know karate, aka have skills, they're so not scared because they just they remember and they go back to being skilled and helping people. It's the ones that don't have the skills weren't aware of it, that were younger or used to an alternative business life and a different industry that it was than it is now that are having trouble. And so that's where you got to say, okay, now it's time to reset and lean in. But everybody's not like that. There are professionals out there, coaches and friends that know better. You got to lean in and learn. But remember, no matter what they teach you, it's going to involve more work. So you got to be mentally committed to chopping wood. That'll get you through it until it levels out and it gets better. Yeah, so like for for instance, you you've been in the business eighteen plus years, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel pressure to switch and adapt and learn a lot of the stuff that's going on right now? So like for instance, AI, TikTok, you're right, right? Like you've been successful doing certain things, and now you know the climate's changing, marketing's changing. Do you feel an overwhelming pressure of like oh now i gotta learn this or do you feel like secure i don't really need to get into all that because i know what i'm doing yeah i feel no pressure to stay up with the times i embrace it i love it i, I mentioned this to my dad the other night we were having dinner and i was talking about some ai stuff though and i said i don't get scared of any of that what i do is i embrace it i throw a saddle on it and say how can i put this in my business to get it all rocking and going and maximize it to make it better for our industry for consumers stuff here and there. I will never say I'm too good for this, that, and the other. I know what I'm doing. It's a Gary V line, but it's evolve or die. And that's mm. my mentality. And I actually love as things change because they put pressure on people and the good people will evolve with it and see like, I see opportunity, right? It's like people didn't want to do video. Now video is like, if you ain't in video, you're pretty much like gone. Mm-hmm. I guess you could jump in and catch up. I still encourage people to, but think about in two or th- three more years with AI and all these kind of things, like you got to get with it. And so I never feel pressure to keep up with that stuff. I love it. Every time I hear something, I'm like, Ooh, how can I make that work for the customer? How can I make that work for the referral partner? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm never like, Oh, I'm good. You know, I'm closing 125 million in loans. I don't need that. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm always a student. I'm always a sponge. And I don't ever get scared of it. I get scared for the people that don't do it because the truth of the matter is, like, uh, if you don't do it, there's somebody like me in your industry that's going to do it, and you're going to get beat. So you might as well embrace it because the market is the market. It don't care about your feelings. It's going to keep it moving. The question is, are you going to move with it? Speaking of AI, how – and, well, you don't have to talk about the whole industry. You yeah. can talk about yourself if you want, but 
how is the mortgage industry using AI or is it using AI yet or people I mean have it's, you worked it's not it using yours? it yet because the challenge with my industry is the people are not good leaders and they're not good entrepreneurs with the evolution and the change of stuff. They're set and fixed in their old ways and it's the problem with it. And so there's a huge gap in my industry, meaning the older people that are 50 plus, they have really good old school skills that are needed, which are closing skills, face-to-face, verbal, old school interaction. It's totally needed because when somebody's buying or selling a house, it's the biggest move of their life and they want to be able to hang out and chat. The problem is that exiting crew that's in the fourth quarter getting it all done they're so far removed from the digital age, they don't understand it, and they're so late in their career, even if they kind of get it, they're not going to put it in. The younger generation so on it, but they lack the communication and connection skills. So what we need is we need the two to come together. And this is honestly what I'm trying to do because I'm not young, I'm not old, I'm in the middle, but I'm played on both sides of the field, and I can connect the dots. So I can go face-to-face with the older guy or girl, sit down and get it all done. I can kick it with a 28-year-old and talk about chat GPT and AI and interfacing and voice cloning and blah, blah, blah here and there. So our industry, one of the things about it is it's really bad at paying attention to what the moves are and implementing them because most of the leaders in the industry are older and the tech side is outside of their game. So they can't have anybody grab it and bring it in. And so the people that are doing it are people like me that are just starting small and just discovering where can I use it for this, that, and the other? But that's another reason why I want to change the game and, and just say, like, how much better of an experience in a business and a culture and a model could it be if you supercharge your business with all, all this stuff? Somebody's got to take the lead. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yes. I mean, that's our yin and yang, I feel like, mm-hmm. because, and I'm not calling you old. I but get it. 18 I, years. I, I haven't been in 18 years. I ain't years. young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I'm in the middle and I know my place. <laughs> yeah. But but when it when it comes to just stuff that you've taught me and skills that you've shared with me, I would never know because I've been so or previously I was so focused on mm-hmm. the new stuff, the social media, the videos. And then when it was like, okay, you want to explode this business and go big. I had to learn that stuff that you Correct. taught me, like the traditional stuff and ways of working. Now I teach that stuff to other people because I know that it works. However, I'm able to take this obsession and millennial knowledge of mine and help you out with yep. it when you have questions. Like, And that's what it's about. And this is also part of me that's a, vi- a visionary. So I, I feel, always make the statement like I can, I can peek around the corner and I can feel and anticipate where things need to go and how our industry needs to put things there first correctly to get it all done. And so the things that I'm not always up on, I'll lean on you and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, blah, 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 blah. You'll hook me up. Hey, what do you need over here? Blah, blah, blah. And this is where back to the beginning of it. It's like, had we not become friends, had we not been on this journey for a a decade, we wouldn't be these versions of each other without each other. Mm. And Lord willing, we got another 10 or 20 to go, but this is what's great back to the partnership piece. It's the relationship piece. Him and I are authentically friends. We talk about life, business, help each other, family things here and there. But when it gets into the business piece, we know like he makes me better. I make him better. And that's our mindset and our model. And it's been great. So when things like this happen, um, I can open my mind up and see it. I might not understand it. I'll hit you up for this. And then you hit me up for that and blah, blah, blah. And that's the fun part about having a community and a friend and a crew with a journey because 
you won't be able to get there fully without that. Nice, man. And I know we got to wrap up. There's there's one one thing that I'm genuinely interested in getting your thoughts on. Um, Speak the, on it. The current market that we're in, um, I feel like it's causing a lot of people to operate out of fear. Mm-hmm. So on the cons- um, consumer side, we yeah. have the homeowners. No, I shouldn't sell the buyers. Oh, interest rates yeah. are too high. But then also on the agent side, the market's changing. Um, it's, it's hard. Like everybody's making these decisions out of fear. Yeah. Can you speak to that or offer any thoughts or advice on how to still operate during this time that's so different for everybody? So let me tell you where fear comes from. Fear comes from lack of confidence and lack of confidence comes truly from lack of knowledge. Mm. So the reason people are so fearful right now is not because what's going on is scary. It's just they lack the IQ and the knowledge. So the difference is why I'm not fearful is because I understand how to navigate the market. Anytime you hear somebody, it's like, oh, man, this person is a huge success story. You know, they made this happen at a down market. They bought when it was down, blah, 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 blah. Like no one makes a trillion dollars buying at the peak. They're always like, oh, when things are down and they're tough here and there. So what you have is you have a lot of people that are fearful not because they're stupid, not because the media is right. It's just lack of knowledge. So when you learn everything and become a professional on financial strategy, buy downs on interest rates, why you should buy now and not sell, what the alternatives are. Hey, do you want to go back in time 16 months and get an interest rate that's 2% better, but you're going to pay 15% more for the house. So now you like the rate in the payment, but you're upside down. You can't even sell the house. What do you think if you wait a year and rates are a percent and a half lower, you feel better about the rate in the payment. However, you know, the property is going to go up by 10%. You're going to be fighting 10 other, you know, buyers. If you're a seller like, oh, I've got a 399 rate and I don't want to sell my house because I get a 699 rate. I'm like, you can still get a 399 rate Mm. right now. Just no matter who's going to pay for it. And so all of these things I talked about, they're just knowledge. So it's kind of like when you don't know what to do, you're frozen and that puts you in fear. Mm. But when you have the knowledge and you're able to navigate and understand opportunity, how to see it and maximize it, you're not on your heels, you're on your toes. But we also haven't been in a bad market for a decade. So it's almost like a whole generation of experts have come and gone and got out and people haven't had to know all, all this stuff because it's been given to us for a while. So as far as the specific market, still watch it. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's corrected itself. I don't think it's gone. I think it's slowly thawing itself out to figure itself out to get it all done. But all markets are local. Um, And you got to pay attention to population growth and demand and inventory and all these other alternatives. But if all people think of as interest rate payment and the media says crash, that's all the knowledge they have. If they've got 40 other things that they know are better and they're tried and true and they're working for others, then you just have to teach them that stuff. So they go, oh, I didn't realize I could get a 699 to a 399 right now with that house and blah, blah, blah here. Like, all these things, but the fear is lack of knowledge. And so what I'm trying to do is just literally, again, like I mentioned before, get the information from the people that have it to the people that need it. I just need a bigger mountaintop to shout it out because once people get it and they understand it, they're like, I see it now. And then they capitalize on it. But, you know, knowledge is power. And without it, you can be frozen and fearful. So we just got to continue to hyper-educate everybody. So at least they know everything and then they can make the right decision, not just the one that they hear from their friend that's on the news that's just like siloed by one statement. 
I can't even sit here anymore. Like I, I legit, I, I cannot. I even wish sit I could here drop the mic, but I can't. I, 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 we gotta end this. I, I mean, and it could keep going. Like, just know, I could literally sit here. Now y'all see. Now y'all see why. We'll do a part I, two. I can literally sit here. And just talk and talk and talk. Drop, drop, drop questions in the comments. Him and I will print it out. We'll give you a heads up. We'll do a part two on everything, and then yes. we'll go direct to you to get it all done. Yes, drop it, drop. Cause you ever feel like you just want to like take off running and like running a circle? You know how like dogs have like those like. I am. <laughs> like, as like, soon as we cut the cameras <laughs> off, I'm gonna run outside and scream. I mean, and, oh. This is this has been phenomenal, and and, and I know y'all have enjoyed it. There's there's been. So many gems dropped, and this is one of those where, like, you got to listen to it again and again because you're going to receive it differently. You're going to hear something that you may have missed, and, you know, just even even things that you've said. I know we're doing this podcast, but I've been applying certain things that you've said to certain situations that I have going right. on, right, which I'm sure is different from what someone listening or viewing may have going on. Right. But that's how we know that this can literally transcend across different people, different situations, different, like it's so solid. Right. And it's I so get professionally coached. I'm professionally coached by one of the best coaching countries and companies in the country every other week for an hour by some of the top in the game. And I go to these summits and I do the same thing. I go to events with people that are bigger and greater and better than me. And I sit there and all and go, okay, great. And the notebook stuff here and there, bring it back to me, put it in my marriage, put it in my business, put it in my friendships, work through it, get it all done next. And I keep on doing that. But if I do this and people think this is great, this is one-tenth of what he and I know, there's a thousand of these. We're happy to share it. We're happy to help uh, to get it all done. But, you know, you got to get around people that know what's up. You got to get great friends. You got to get great relationships and partners. You got to get great co coaches. But this is what it does to you over a period of time. It feeds you with all this knowledge and then you don't want to hold it that selfish. You want to feed it to the people mm -hmm. that need it. And this is what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Brian, where do you want everybody to find you at? Dallas Mortgage Man. That's my social. You can go hit me up, follow me, DM me, whatever you want to do. The website's Dallas Mortgage News. If you're in Dallas or want to get to Dallas and hit up the event, October 6th at the Omni in Dallas, successunleashed.com. Get your tickets. Gary V. Bradley. Andy Elliott, Ryan Pineda, Jesse Itzler. I promise you, if you buy a ticket and you leave and you don't like it, I will refund your money. But I swear to you, it will change your life. And I will be in the building. I won't be on stage, but you can sit by me. He'll be front I'll, row. <laughs> He'll be talking to his people. Y'all will see Jason on that stage soon, I promise. But yeah, no, I mean, and, and, I, and I'd love to network and kick it with, with anybody who comes in from the show or, you know, one of our followers. Um, yeah. I will be in the building. So, but I'm going to be getting what I need. So don't distract me. Don't like, yeah. let's just collab, you know? We'll collab. We'll put a community together. We'll do some Zooms after. So if you get to the event, you buy a t ticket, we'll link up and put a community together, do some Zooms. So after that, people can continue their journey with us and th through us if they participate in the event. Awesome, Brian. Well, I appreciate you taking time to come out. And, Thank you as always, and dude. Drop it, drop, drop all that, man. Thank you for listening to the Power Unit Success Cast. If you're excited about what you just experienced, make sure to subscribe. Also, leave us a rating if something you heard resonated with you. And feel free to share your thoughts about this episode on Instagram. See you next week.